Okay. Um, so hello and welcome to SAFE. My name is Alejandra and my pronouns are she, her, and I am the founder of SAFE. So SAFE stands for Stands Advocate for Equality, and it focuses on pushing equality, especially when it comes to gender and race. Um, SAFE aims to provide a safe environment, pun intended, for teens to come together and discuss a variety of pre-selected topics every other week. So we have a, we have a list of topics that at the beginning, we all um, submitted some that we thought would be important for discussion, and we've covered Black Lives Matter, we've covered political parties, and just like everything in that realm um so kind of just like going into kind of like our diversity safe is pretty diverse we have over six schools being represented represented um we have over four states and over half of our students are students of color so derek if you would like to take us away hi i'm derek my pronouns are he him and as alejandra stated we we've previously talked about multiple other topics We've talked about the two-party system, the Electoral College, on certain events such as the 2020 election. We talked about how the states run and how the different governments interpret the votes. Um, each week, we have a meeting process to where we get to choose what topics we want to go over, the times, and whatnot. And then we'll get an email throughout the week that will bring us to that meeting. And it gives us an hour meeting to which we can talk about the topic and any topics that stem off of that. And I feel that SAFE has provided some very inclusive, some very diverse, different conversations, and it's been a real eye-opener, and it's helped different people see a different point of view and a different perspective. Uh, Joanne, anything you want to add to that? Well, hello, my name is Joanne Augustine. Um, I, when it comes to SAFE, I really just have to say that it is a group composed of students um, from different diverse ethnic backgrounds. And that really does bring a bit of um, flavor to the conversations we have, whether that be political, whether that be social, whether that be um, any um, world topics going on right now. Um, in one of our past meetings, I remember we talking about um, the Uyghur Muslims in China and talking about um, Mulan and talking about just different industries that exist within the United States. So. With me, like personally, I just feel like safe is an actual safe place where I could, you know, be myself and express my ethnic background, expect, express my cultural beliefs and build respect for other people in the group. Thank you. Back to Alejandra. I think um, kind of building off of that, I think at first, kind of like when I was like sending out the invitations to, hey, who wants to join SAFE for getting it out there? I wanted to make sure that I did include people with like different beliefs and just like, like besides having the different ethnic backgrounds, like different beliefs in general, like I know some of our members, um, Derek, for example, not to throw you under the bus, you have um, different views than kind of like some of our other members, such as Zach, but like, even like just coming together and like seeing kind of a discussion, being able to look at different people, like the different views you guys each have and just like listen to each other. I think that's very important just because um, right now we're like, yes, we're teenagers, but at the same time we do have ideas and we do have beliefs. And I think seeing how like adults, like they aim to like talk over each other and not necessarily hear each other out. That's where some of like the main conflicts arise, but like with us, like being able to hear each other out and being able to um, kind of like try to understand where everyone is coming from. And like then like trying to build a solution from there is something that like, 
I think is kind of just like good that we are coming to terms to do because I think it's something that like as we all progress I think a majority of us in SAFE do want to pursue a career in the law field or a career in kind of just like government and politics I think that's a, an important skill we all have like being able to listen to each other and like try to comprehend where everyone is coming from. Yes, definitely. On that note, I would like to say that whenever I join groups that talk about either politics or just um, social things, themes going on in the world, I'm usually in groups where our ideologies are pretty much similar. But with SAFE, it's like, even though I may not agree with someone on a certain political topic or issue, I still have so much respect for them because I know their ideas are original, their ideas are creative, their ideas can come to light. And I think that this isn't just a regular group where um, we meet once a week, like we have ongoing group chats where we talk to each other and we really get to know each other, really get to laugh together, share TikToks. And on the point Alejandra is making about um, adults speaking over each other, not wanting to listen to each other, I think there's this like current trend on TikTok where um, people would say um, Gen Z doesn't have the right or that doesn't really have the right to talk about their political views because they can't vote, they can't do anything about it. Um, and I think SAFE breaks up that stereotype that is beginning to accumulate in our culture. So I think that's like one of the main reasons why I joined SAFE and I'm still in SAFE right now. I think um, kind of like building off of what you were saying, Joanne, I think it's also the conversations we have outside of safety will also help us like build up that environment. And like when it comes to kind of just like, oh, breaking news, guys. And then like someone like sends it in the chat right away. Like we're all like always kind of like being kept updated on what happens, whether it has to do with like college scandals or whether it has to do with another type of um, racial injustice in the community. I think we all like do find out about things. I think also since like um, we were like, we have like people from all over the country. I think that's also something that like does provide a different perspective on like things going on. Like something that's happening in Florida might not be the same as something happening in Arkansas or New Mexico, especially kind of with, like our different political leaders and the different political atmospheres. Derek, is there anything you wanna add on that? Oh, uh, nothing I can think of at the moment, Alejandro. Yeah, I think especially since we're talking about um, different states like Arkansas and New Mexico, like I think before I joined um, SAFE, I never thought New Mexico was interesting. I just thought, oh, it's another state. This state is politically recognized with identifying with X party. But, you know, joining SAFE, I kind of grew an interest in um, different music styles, different states, different landscapes, and how a state got to a certain maybe political atmosphere and certain political ideologies. I think it's really important that we kind of leave our bubble, our shell that, oh, I'm right, everyone's wrong. No, to a certain extent, we all have our beliefs and to a certain extent, we may or may not be right, but at the end of the day, we need to cultivate a community of respect and I think SAFE is doing a wonderful job at building um, young leaders such as these. I think it was something interesting to note was I actually kind of had like 
the opposite sort of experience you did. I personally had always been a, been a fan of New Mexico, especially the area code 505. Um, I don't know if that's like the type of music style you were referencing to, just because of like how popular that song has become um, within our group and stuff. But I think kind of like one where I saw, I guess, kind of like the different environments coming together was the night we had our like election watch party and we were all on discord and we were all like okay this is the predicted map we have and kind of just like um because i think derek and bailey were like really big on like this is my prediction map this is gonna i think is gonna happen i'm just like seeing it all play out not just on that night but like that week in general because it was very long and i think kind of like i don't want to say like all of us being stressed was a good thing but us being like stressed together i guess and like knowing that we had like different people to go to because i know after i guess kind of like the uh, like then it was like it wasn't necessarily called but like one what we thought was going to happen that night i know like right after like our like quote-unquote party i guess was over like there were people that like were like oh are you okay um how's like this election stress going for you and stuff so i thought that was like definitely something like that i felt was nice but yeah i think like seeing the community and feeling the community especially during that, like, the election watch party and like when like sending tiktoks or like talking about music styles and stuff that was something that i found really fun and really important I think I'm also, since we go to like all different schools and stuff, I know for um, like Joanne and I, we both go to the same school. So, and it's a pretty diverse school. So like we don't necessarily like encounter really a lot of like any racial injustices per se. But I know for a lot of people, they go to a lot of smaller schools. I know for one of the schools in here, um, their class is 150 students for another class for another school their class is less than 50 students those are like the only like two schools I can think of right at the top of my head and stuff and then we have like we do have some like students from boarding schools and like private schools and public schools so it is like a lot of like different perspectives and backgrounds and ideas are covered and it's I guess it's like really um it's kind of like eye-opening to see just like how different each like not necessarily the school but like I guess environment is covering kind of just like everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, I think on that same note, when we're talking about SAFE, it really offers us an environment that school doesn't or can't offer us. Um, today in school, we're so focused, even though um, you may be in a graduating class of 50 people, 150 people, 200 people, 440 people, um, the curriculum is so strictly focused on getting into a top school, AP classes, ACE classes, dual enrollment, IV classes. So a lot of, um, a lot of school is basically concentrated on curriculum and getting the curriculum, getting all the standards done, learning all that you need to learn, learn how to answer questions in X or Y fashion. But something that is really lacking in public schools in the U.S. is they don't really I can't say teach you how to think, but they teach you how to answer the questions. Like they teach you, your, your um, answer has to fit into one of these multiple choice boxes. Whereas in SAFE, you're allowed to think outside of the box. You're allowed to think besides A, B, C, D, and E. You're allowed to go beyond and not be so focused on 
but what does the curriculum want me to think? How does the curriculum want me to think rather? How do I want to think and how do I want to bring that back and release it into the world? I think um, on that note, um, when we discussed Black Lives Matter here in SAFE, I think up to that point, I don't really recall, not to like throw shade to any school or anything, but like, I don't really remember kind of like any school like taking big action into it besides maybe making an announcement of like, oh, we're all equal, there should be no racial injustices, yada, yada, yada. I don't really think like any like, um, like there was any like big, big like thing that like really like set the tone for kind of just like everything going on. I think it was maybe kind of just like, like slightly addressed or maybe kind of just like slightly mentioned, but like it wasn't like a big focus. And then I think kind of like also when we were talking about Black Lives Matter, we also talked about how um, kind of like schools like, yes, kind of how you were mentioning, they're so focused on the curriculum that kind of like when it was like Hispanic Heritage Month or um like, all those like other types of like um months where we celebrate like our ethnicities and stuff like they're just so overlooked kind of like by the school sometimes which I mean we understand because their main point is to like help us graduate but at the same time we also have to focus on kind of like well these are important dates and these are important to groups of people Well, to an extent, I feel like Derek um, might have some knowledge about how even politics plays a role in education. I know there's a lot of like stuff going on on YouTube talking about how, well, suggesting how maybe different administrations look at education differently and how the politics of that really does impact the lives of students in the classroom. And I think Derek may have um, a, a more in-depth analysis of the political aspect of how um, politics may affect education. Well, I definitely feel politics in general does play a role in education and in general, just the culture and how a different country sees education, how a country interprets the youth is very indicative of how they treat their own education with different countries they see the youth as maybe potential or rather they see and they see education as a way to um foster that potential and to nurture it while other countries could see it as just let me get this done and over with i don't want to spend that much time on this this could this is just a time waster okay. and i'm not gonna Spell any names. Mm -hmm. So on that note, like I know there are some like TikToks that talk about how like Canada or Finland or Scotland or Australia have much better education systems than America. So how do you think we compare to them? Well, I definitely feel like the US, we're more of a work-centric, hands-on country, or at least our mindset is. And I feel us having public school and our people not, and our, those in government not really seeing it as an effective way to, to foster our children and our potential, we kind of dropped the ball on it. And we don't really put that much time and effort into investing in our children and investing in our future, but rather other countries see that potential. And we're drastically being overtaken because of that 
deficit. And I want to actually know some of your thoughts on the incoming administration. I know there's been so much news about how this is the most diverse administration, you know, Native Americans, Black people, Hispanics, you know, taking charge of all these like governmental roles. Do you think um, this, um, a more diverse administration such as the one coming in January can certainly change some aspects of like education policy in the US? That's a very good question. I, I feel we need to let time play out and I feel we need to see what actually happens first. Because yes, there may be a diverse administration, but who's to say they'd be able to get rid of everything plaguing our current system in just four years alone? I don't think, well, I do believe it's possible to try and uproot a little, but I don't think we're going to get far. And I feel we should just kind of sit back and watch as we see what plays out, we see how they handle it, and that'll be indicative of their choice. And whether diverse or not, we still have to make sure that people do their jobs and we aren't just letting them skate by. I think that's definitely a good point. I think um, with, I guess, kind of like the, like the new, um, people holding power in our government coming in and like seeing how diverse, I guess, like this group is compared to kind of just like other groups in the past. I think it like, um, we do have to like see things play out and we do have to see kind of like their plans and kind of just like their ideas. Because I mean, yes, like diversity is important but at the same time how they also work is also important. I'm not saying that like them being diverse is a bad thing. But like, I also, I wanna like, I, I don't know. I think we need to like, just like see things all play out and stuff. Like they obviously all meet the qualifications and stuff to like hold to the role they're playing. I think with that though, um, it's also kind of just like important to note that like with like this new, um, like, like the people in like leadership being more diverse and stuff, it does give kind of like people of color and like spe specifically the youth kind of like more of an opportunity to like start like, having like more like le like leader, like people to like, like role models, I guess is the word I'm looking for to like look towards and stuff. Because I mean, we have the first female black vice president. And like, I think that's giving like a lot of like younger girls and kind of just like younger people kind of like, oh, this is possible. Like this is where it's getting, we're, 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 step we're making a step forward when it comes to diversity as a nation. And on that note, I do feel it's, it's extremely important to like praise that we've gone this far as a country that we've gotten like a diverse vice president and we've gotten that like representation in office, but we also have to make sure we aren't just accepting that. And when it comes to Kamala Harris's past with her self in law enforcement, it is very important on the policies that she covers and how she handled things in the past. So I, I don't feel like we should put out, we shouldn't count all our eggs before they hatch. We no, should still I, be watchful. I definitely, I definitely of, agree with that. Like, um, and like making sure that like the people um, are like able to like do their like job correctly and like making sure that like they stand for the right things. At, 
like I guess the right things for the country and not necessarily the right things in their best interest. Joanne, do you have anything on that? I think I kind of want to shift the conversation to maybe like our current state um, um, in our state. I know we all, we all, among our, all like all the public schools that I know, there's usually this like anonymous complaint that the education system up in Tallahassee may not be so representative of what the students are actually going through. Like we usually say to ourselves like, oh, the people making the standards and the curriculum They've never set, they've never taught, they've never, you know, spent a day in our shoes. They don't know how it feels. And so when we talk about um, policies and making sure that the people we are electing support certain policy, um, certain policies and their history, I think it is indicative of where we're going to go. And of course, the incoming administration is not going to be perfect. Um, we know that they do have a past and, you know, it's not easy, but you know, we're just putting our hope that the people who we are electing, whether that be at a national level, a state level, can really, you know, drive the future, really motivate and inspire the future to become something more than what it currently is. Yeah, I think that's um, definitely a good point. I think kind of just like for us specifically right now, since we're all from the same state and we go through the same, I guess, kind of like system, I think kind of when it comes to like education, we do see that like standards are often um, a like large goal and kind of like who like sets the standards and kind of just like what have they like gone through because kind of like, I feel like when we like envision the people that like set the curriculum for like K through 12, it's these old white men in suits and ties sitting at a table, all right, what are we gonna do and stuff? And I think kind of just like, it's um, kind of just like, we have to think about how like different, I guess, kind of like, well, I don't wanna say what was important, but kind of like what was going on in the world back then is different to kind of like what's going on right now, especially kind of just like with all like the different, um, just like, like not, not just politics, but I guess kind of just like the different um, understandings and comprehension people are having now with like different ideas and different people. I think that is um, very important that we recognize who is, who are the decision makers? What is their past? Um, I think when we talk about politics or just education in general, you think about who is at the front line making these heavy decisions that, um, you know, impact the future. And I think that's what SAFE is all about, you know, having an environment to talk like this, um, being on a podcast like this. And I'm very, very grateful that I have um, gotten the chance to come out and speak with you, Alejandra, our president. Um, and, you know, thank you very much. Um, and I think that's kind of where we're going to end it off for today. Um, we are in the, we just recently had a meeting of what our next topics are going to be for the upcoming year. And I'm very excited about some of those on the list. Um, I think it'll, they'll definitely spark up some conversation, especially with like the different people and different ideas in our group. And I think that um, we will, uh, we are also looking forward to making more podcast episodes with Joanne and with Derek and with other members of SAVE just to like get a different um different views and all that stuff but yes I'm very happy of where we've been coming 
um, with like different meetings that we've had. I want to say we've had around 20, I think, just because like we've met bi-weekly since like um, starting, I think in May or June. I'm sorry, my dates are like really off right now, especially with quarantine, which was a topic we did discuss in the same. Um, but yes, thank you both for agreeing to being on this podcast. And I look forward to having both of you on here soon again.